Good morning. Becky Tweedy, Meals on Wheels. Yes. Tell us what your position is. I'm communications director. So it is my my pleasure and responsibility to share share about Meals on Wheels with everyone I, I can. That's and I awesome. appreciate this opportunity. I am so glad you're here. And I have to tell you, this is our eighth or ninth podcast. And we've got about another 50 to go so far. Right. And they're lining up and they're calling and they're inquiring. So you don't have to worry about anything. I, I do a lot of research. Great. Your website is <laughs> off the hook. It's amazing. Thank you. 800 volunteers, 139,000 meals. Last year. Yeah. 11,000 meals each month. Yes. yes. That's a lot. It's a lot of meals. That's yes. a lot. The coordination of all of that has to be crazy. Um, I just feel like I, you set me up for that. That's perfect. We, our director of operations, um, texted one morning last week and he said, just so you know, I was doing some calculations and each year I, I attend to roughly 2 million data points, um, information about the food, about the meals. He's in mm -hmm. the kitchen and, um, about each meal, and then I touch over a million items um, each year, and that's that's based on the 139,000 meals mm -hmm. that we serve. That's it's a lot of details, a lot of information, a mm -hmm. lot of things to juggle. But but what's more than that is, um, or what's so meaningful is that we are able to translate all that data into a a personal connection, mm -hmm. a smile in the doorway, a hug, a, a conversation, a relationship with someone who is homebound. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So in 2019, you all celebrated 45 years. That's right. Um, 2.5 million plus meals in that time. Exactly. And so you might be interested to know that this fall, we will be reaching another milestone. Three million. Three million, yes. Mm -hmm. and, yes. and next year's our, our 50th Our 50th, 50th anniversary, right. yes. And you all have no state or federal funding. Right. That's what? a real value to us and to the community. You know, um, a, lot of, a lot of organizations do receive uh, government money, and that's fine. Along with that government money comes uh, government restrictions and that's parameters. Right. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, and documentation and a lot of bureaucracy that mm -hmm. comes along with it. And so uh, by not accepting that for our programs, we are at liberty to serve all ages and all incomes. That's a really important distinctive for us because people don't wait to turn 16 <laughs> before they might become mm -hmm. homebound. Mm -hmm. They can become homebound for any reason. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and that, that affects, again, all ages, all incomes. So I think a lot of people, when they hear Meals on Wheels, they think senior population, they think low income. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do, do serve those demographics, but mm -hmm. we also serve the the 40 year old who started having seizures mm -hmm. and, you know, and she could no longer work and she could no longer, it wasn't safe for her to stand and prepare a meal for herself. Mm -hmm. And so we've served her for a number of years. Um, there are all sorts of reasons that people will become homebound. Well, on the website, I was looking at the application process, which is detailed enough, but simple enough, which was great. Um, so it, there's 
I was surprised to see that there isn't really an income situation there. Um, I mean, there is, but there isn't because, and you can define it this way, um, 80% of your people, I believe, don't pay at all. Um, some pay on a, a portion, some on a sliding scale. How does that work? So the cost of their meals is $5.45 a day. Yes. That translates into about $27 a week, $110 a month. Mm -hmm. That's $1,300 a year. Some mm -hmm. people can afford to pay that, and they are glad to pay that. Yes. Um, Others uh, cannot. I mean, they just they can't afford it, and so we provide it at no cost to them through the generosity of this community and all of their fundraising. We have um, a program staff that, when when we get a request, uh, they they follow up. They ask the questions. They ask, "Is there is our finances a concern?" And we have a very simple. There's not a lot of red tape, but a very simple. Uh, question and answer series of, and we, we look at net income. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people might have some resources on a monthly basis, but you've come to find out it's all, all gobbled up in um, medication or you know, health care expenses yes. or that sort of thing. And so we, we don't, um, we, we trust people to share appropriately, mm -hmm. appropriately with us what their expenses are and, um, when when it's determined that the need is there, then we provide that the meal at no cost to them. Oh, oh, I should know this off the top of my head. Fifty some percent of the people that we serve actually live below the federal poverty line. So that means their income is incredibly low. Very low. Incredibly so, low. Yes. And one of the things that I was reading on the website. And I think that people don't think about this. I do because my mother had a form of Alzheimer's. It sometimes can be simply because it's dangerous for that person to function in the kitchen. Exactly. So it looks very different. You know, it, we we talk about this with our volunteers. It may not always be obvious mm -hmm. why we're serving someone. Um, yes, sometimes folks are on a walker in a wheelchair. You can see that they have mobility issues. Mm -hmm. um, other times... You might have a sprite little 89-year-old mm -hmm. answer the door and carry on a conversation, like my mother, mm -hmm. um, who could carry on a conversation for a few minutes. And um, and you think, why in the world is she? she? Right. But but the fact is, she didn't know not to put certain things in the microwave or mm -hmm. you know how to, how to operate the microwave mm -hmm. or um, you know it was not at all safe for her to be in the kitchen. So uh, our criteria. That's a, a Good segue to our criteria for service. We serve uh, the city of Lynchburg and into each of the surrounding counties, mm -hmm. and that that service area is only restricted or, or defined by food safety. Mm -hmm. We need our, our meals are prepared hot, fresh each day, and so um, Monday through Friday we are out delivering those meals, and we need to keep the meals hot. Mm -hmm. So from the time they're picked up um, by the volunteers and then delivered on a route. We, we allow 90 minutes, yes. so we want to make sure that the food is safe. Um, so criteria for service are that you live in our service area, that you are homebound, and as, as we were saying, that doesn't necessarily mean bedridden or that you never leave your home. Um, you may be able to ride with your family to go shopping or to mm -hmm. go to church or to get your hair done, but it does mean that you 
uh, either have mobility issues of some sort. It's not safe for you to go out by yourself. It's or it's not you can't stand long enough. Maybe if you've just had uh, knee surgery or hip surgery, you can't stand long enough mm -hmm. to prepare a meal. And the third criteria is that, again, you cannot prepare a meal, an appropriate meal, or don't have someone who can prepare an appropriate meal for mm -hmm. you. So, you know, all sorts of, again, because we don't accept government money, we can look at each situation and, and see where the need is and, and who needs to be served. And one of the counties has, is it Amherst County that has a, a distribution um no that so rustburg we, rustburg, we, okay. we deliver um uh, we we have a pickup location in rustburg and so that helps us serve that area further. a little bit further mm -hmm. out yes so we have four pickup locations um, our meals are prepared in the kitchen at virginia baptist hospital mm -hmm. so we have a wonderful partnership with centra mm -hmm. and um i will just insert here that we taste test the meals we can on a regular basis the meals are are really well done they're very mm -hmm. good um but they, they're prepared at virginia baptist and then um, a certain number of our routes pick up from there from virginia baptist some pick up from shul's uh parking lot on timberlake mm -hmm. road mm -hmm. and that serves that area more effectively and efficiently and then others are brought down to downtown and uh, picked up from clay street from the parking lot at st paul's where offices that's awesome yes so. so and i didn't realize so meals on wheels was actually created by red cross in england yes and then um this is amazing to me it says meals on wheels america 220 million meals 2.4 million americans that is that is unbelievable it's a it's amazing and, it, and it's a very so there's a National organization, Meals on Wheels America, located in Arlington, um, or headquartered, and and it's sort of that loose, tight uh, structure. You you pay dues to belong. They do a lot of advocacy and um, and training, and offer all sorts of opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, every Meals on Wheels organization in each locality is different and unique. I mean, the joke at national conferences if you've seen one you've seen one because everyone is structured a little bit differently uh to to suit the precise needs of the mm -hmm. community that you serve and so some in larger metropolitan areas some might be umbrella services they might be uh, for instance in richmond there's the there's the food bank and the kitchen the community kitchen and the congregate meals and the meals on wheels all come out of the same it, same uh, cluster mm -hmm. right there, um, and and we have we have looked at all sorts of options here over the years, but where we have landed is that this is the most efficient operation for our community, and mm -hmm. um, so it, it seems it seems to be working. <laughs> it does work. It does work. Um, and I did make some notes. Eighty percent, and this is I think twenty twenty two, of your people. Um, get their meals at no charge. 12% pay full price for their meals and 9% are on a sliding scale. So to furnish free of charge to 80% of these people in need in the community is unbelievable. The, the support from this community is amazing. 
Um, we're supported by faith communities. All, you know, so many churches support us, not only financially, but also with volunteers, mm-hmm. um, businesses, uh, individuals, of course, corporations. And, and then we've applied for some grant monies. Um, mm-hmm. We do some fundraisers. We have a couple mm-hmm. of really nice fundraisers. We're going to talk about uh, those. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but it is, it's, it is such a blessing to to work in an organization that that people seem to enjoy supporting, whether it's you know with their with their dollars, with their time um, and energy, or just you know like with with their advocacy, like you're mm-hmm. doing right now. We appreciate that so much. It's awesome. We love doing this. So the Animals program. Yes. So people can donate food not funds that's correct and then the food is distributed along with the meals because the people were feeding their food to the animals you know when you are homebound we all got a taste of it during mm-hmm. COVID when mm-hmm. you know we're not going out as much you and, and if that is your lifestyle if that mm-hmm. is your we're back out and doing things now but the folks that we serve remain homebound mm-hmm. and um when you don't have any, if, if, and if you live alone in your home band, then then any companionship is is critical. And so pets, and, and you know, there's there's all sorts of data on the the health mm-hmm. benefits of having a, a pet as Most a companion. Um, but if you have that situation and you're also uh, financially strapped, then then you're going to do what you need to do to feed that little buddy. Yes. And and that's not healthy for for the person, for the recipient, or mm-hmm. for the for the pet. So uh, this was started some years ago, and as you said, we do not accept monetary donations for that, but we do accept donations of, of pet food, canned or dry. We have uh, the veterinary clinics around town and several other spots around town are so gracious in helping us collect that food and, as collection spots. And um, we have different, we've had different groups that also did pet food fundraisers, mm-hmm. uh, pet food raisers, which is fun. We've had some children who decided for their birthday parties, they didn't need more presents that if come to my party and bring some pet food and then they would bring it and donate it. So, you know, you're never, never too young to start thinking about other people and ways that you can be philanthropic. Um, that That's amazing because for my 40th birthday party, um, it was at the Boonesboro Roadton Club, and I asked for donations of pet food for Lynchburg Humane. Uh-huh. And we filled up two entire trailers. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. So, so what if somebody does something right. like that? Where do you store that? We have an animals room. <laughs> we have, we have it, a little... It should probably be big. It, it, is, um, it has been renovated several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, it's, um, again, so all volunteer-driven, and it is amazing. We have one person who... Uh, goes around to those collection points on a regular basis and picks up the food and brings it to us. And we have another person who comes in on a regular basis and um, sorts and and organizes and then packages up for and then once a month um, we have a list of people who have who have pets on the roster mm-hmm. and we take and, and you know we can't always guarantee that it will be a month's supply but it is a it's a hefty supplement if not um, everything you need. That's great. And when I hear people say that people 
the elderly people or either people that are their finances are low they don't have a, a, a lot of income people say oh well they shouldn't have a pet and I always say to people, you need to Google that. We can Google everything. Right. The, the happiness, the, yes. the lack of loneliness, right. the, the, the companionship. Actually, just the, it, rather it's man, woman, or child, there's nurturing instincts. Absolutely. And when they have something to take care of, it gives them a it's reason, a reason to, to live get each up. day. It's a mm-hmm. reason to get up each morning. You know, and it's a, so interesting you would say that. We have heard that comment on occasion. We have also heard the comment about, you know, well, then they shouldn't have internet. Why are they spending money on internet or TV or whatever? And again, I mean, and we know that can get excessive as well. But if you are homebound, if you're isolated, that mm-hmm. is your connection mm-hmm. to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, um, and of course with the pet, as you said, the, the nurture, the, the reason to get up, mm-hmm. um, which brings, I should let you ask the answer the, you ask right the questions, ahead. but... But it brings us to the the, the daily uh, delivery of the meal, which our volunteers are so amazing. And yes, they deliver a hot, fresh meal each day at at lunchtime, at noontime. But it's not just the food; it is the relationship. Yes, it's the safety check. It's it's knowing that someone's going to knock on the door. They're going to lay eyes on you. You know, that's that's peace of mind for for family. A lot of times, knowing that. You know that someone's going to check on mom or dad, and um, you know it's another set of eyes. It is for the recipient. Again, it's a reason to get up and mm-hmm. and get dressed. We we had a, a woman, a recipient, recently. She's so sweet. I, I went and talked with her, and um, she was dressed to the nines. I mean, she just looked adorable, and I I complimented her, and she said, "Listen, if if." These folks can can get up every morning and come out in all sorts of weather and bring me a meal. The least I can do is look my best when I open the door. Who wants to open the, you know, open the door and see somebody in a bathrobe and string of hair? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just thought that that's her reason. Mm-hmm. So that gives her purpose and it, it serves more than one purpose. Well, and it's it's odd because I've been in the real estate business 42 years and I've never had happen what I'm going to share with you. And that is that I got a call last week about listing a property. And this is a local Lynchburg property. The lady that owned the property had been in her home for five weeks. Did. Um, and of course, that's the coroner's opinion. But also, her dog was dead. So, five weeks, and I find it so amazing that not even a neighbor would notice that this person hasn't, hasn't surfaced. I, I mean, you would think that the person would at least let the dog out or, or walk the dog, but maybe not able to, but needed that companionship. And the, and the fact that these, that this dog and this lady, and of course, you know, I'm sure she passed first and then the dog wasn't fed. It, it was just, it was a horrible situation. But five weeks was, is, is the conclusion. That... So it is a safety check and it is, um, and we have, you know, we've had our own local experiences with, um, 
the value of that. I mean, we had one woman, this was some years ago, but she was in a wheelchair and she had an Afghan over her lap, you know, as lap robe. And she uh, was rolling and the Afghan got tangled up in the mm -hmm. wheelchair wheel and locked it up. And she, she couldn't go forward. She couldn't go backwards. She couldn't get up. She couldn't reach the phone. And this was, you know, late in the evening and she sat there all night and she said, you know, the whole night I was just thinking if I could just hold on till 11 o'clock, mm -hmm. I know they're going to knock on the door. I mean, it has, it, it is a recurring theme. Um, and our volunteers are so wonderful. They have, have come across things, not, you know, not often, not every week, not every month, but periodically it will happen. And they are, and, and it's more than, you know, so those are the crisis issues, but there are also the, just the, the knowledge and awareness when they have that regular interaction. We've gotten a number of calls where someone will say, you know, Mr. Dawson, he just, he, he answered the door today, but he just didn't sound right. You know, mm -hmm. I don't, y'all mind checking on that? And then, you know, we can follow up directly or we can call their emergency contact. Here's the thing that is so stunning to us is that um, there are a huge percentage of the people we serve do not have an emergency contact. Mm -hmm. I mean, that means there is not a neighbor, there is not a family mm -hmm. member, not just locally. There's not even somebody out of, out of town, out of state that we can call. I mean, some of them, a lot of them, too many of them are far away, mm -hmm. too far away to do something immediately. But, um, but at least they have, you know, a, a, a kind of, mm -hmm. there are a number of them that don't have anyone. And so that just makes what we do all, all the more critical. It's so, it makes it so much more important. Yes. It really does. So one in six seniors face hunger. And this was something that amazed me because everybody thinks they have security in every way. And one in three elderly live alone, and 50% of those people are over the age of 85, living alone. The aging population is exploding. Mm -hmm. You know, today, 12,000 people in the United States will turn 60, and tomorrow, another 12,000. Mm -hmm. And the day after that, another 12,000. Mm -hmm. So we are aging at such a rapid pace. Um, but yes, that statistic about how many over 80, and, and that's when, of course, we're becoming more and more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So our, our goal is to, um, the, the tagline that we use a lot is delivering independence, mm -hmm. nourishing both body and spirit. Um, you know, when folks eat well and are well-nourished, um, they... It's an it's an upward spiral. Mm -hmm. So you you think better, you are you're more stable, um, you increase your chances of being able to remain at home where you want to be independently mm -hmm. for longer. Yes. Um, so, and of course the 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 opposite is true as well. If you are by yourself and you're not eating well, you don't you can't fix an appropriate meal. Um, you know our director was meeting with someone one time and, and said, so what if you had to eat today? And he said, well, 
I had a, a Coke and some potato chips this morning and, you know, I mean, that's not a, that's not a good diet. Mm-hmm. And so you do that for a while because that's all you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're a little bit shaky and you mm-hmm. walk across the room and you trip and fall and you've mm-hmm. broken a hip and then you're yep. in the hospital. You know, I, I mentioned that a year of meals for Meals on Wheels is $1,300. That's less than a day in the hospital. That's less than a day in any long-term care facility. Um, you know, think of the value of that that investment in, in it's, health and It's amazing. So yes. we've got a couple of minutes. Okay. So I'm going to challenge you to the rush. Oh, okay. All right. So you, it's not just meals. There's blizzard boxes. There's the your visitor program, um, recognizing birthdays. You have yes. a card program where people are sent cards. And I guess elderly people, uh, I guess I'm elderly because I love getting a card in the mailbox. <laughs> I mean, does. you know, it's the email, it's the this, it's the that. Send me a card, write me a yes. note. It's awesome. Um, so you've got those programs, but you have fundraisers. Yes. Um, the golf tournament, which is May 9th at Boonsboro Country Club, and you have something called Wheels Up. It is a wonderful fundraiser. Uh, in September, it runs for the month of September. It is an online destination raffle uh, travel lovers is our major sponsor for this mm-hmm. and um, along with a number of other sponsors but um, we select the committee is in the process of selecting destinations for this year's wheels up mm-hmm. uh, and we sell raffle tickets to four different destinations it is uh, it's not the travel itself but it is accommodations in four different locations mm-hmm. um, we have Domestic and international, we've done great trips, and uh, ticket price is $110, which you will recognize as the price of a month of meals, Mm -hmm. and we only sell 100 tickets to each destination. So your odds of winning are, at greatest, 1 in 100. That's awesome. And, um, And Travel Lovers, I will tell you this quick caveat, is Travel Lovers is so gracious if you win a trip to Costa Rica and you think, oh gosh, I wish I'd taken that trip to Scotland, they'll they'll let you trade in your trip. They'll let you plan the trip that you want to take. But we we are promoting four, four destinations. That's amazing. So wheels up, you have the golf tournament. Is there something else? Um, well, just recently, Jersey Mike's was our, um, they, we, they selected us as the beneficiary of their month of giving. Yes. And that was a March was a super, super mm-hmm. month. And that's such a gracious uh, partner, Jersey Mike. So make sure you support them. Well, <laughs> and um, I also read that Jersey Mike's has given over $67 million for local charities, which Isn't is amazing. amazing. It's unbelievable. And just a couple of more things, because I want people to know this. Um, if, if people not only need lunch, but they need supper. There's situations where they are delivered a cold supper with their hot lunch. That's correct. And then if there's a holiday, then you deliver the lunch, and then you deliver the lunch for the holiday. So we we deliver, actually, we deliver Monday through Friday. Um, now, since the hospital is, is producing our meals, they're open all the time. And so we are transitioning now to just every holidays no matter what we deliver every monday through friday um 
And I was trying to think, is there anything else that you can think of? I do have one thing. Um, 2022, you all had 850 volunteers, 28,000 hours of volunteer work, 218,856 miles driven. Here's the thing that I don't think people think when they think about Meals on Wheels. 4,013 emergency calls handled. Yes. I mean, so you're you're saving lives through bringing nutrition, but you're also saving lives through the human eye contact, being there, um, feeding their animals, um, making sure or trying to make sure as best you can within your organization and the realm of the law, if we will, because everybody's right. so protective right. of everything today, that these people are okay. Yes. Um, and that they're able to eat. And that's and, a yeah. That's a follow up, like you know. Mr. Sovetha was always here. I knocked on the door multiple times. He didn't answer. Now, maybe he got delayed at the doctor's office, and it's totally benign, but we called to follow up to make sure because maybe he did fall and is in the bathroom, you know, and, and can't get up. Well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this, and, and it's very um, important to me because I took care of my mother for 12 years in my home. And, and kudos to the millennials that everybody chooses to target and talk about for some reason. 75% of millennials stated they, that they would more likely take a pay cut to work for a socially responsible company. That's good information. That's information.